0: Up, everybody. Welcome to the Unstable Realm Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Steven Ramos, otherwise known as the Tyranno Ramos Rex. And then we have our other host, Gilbert Ramos, the evil monk. And we actually have special guests today. We have some video game developers/people who have made their own game studio. We have Zeke Perez and Tin Kung. Say hi, everybody.
1: Hello. Hello. Thanks for inviting me to this podcast, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us.
2: I'm super happy that you guys are here. This is going to be really fun, so I'm stoked about this.
1: Um, so I've been in the game industry for about nine years now and uh, worked on games like Spyro and uh, what else? <laughs> Mist and Abduction are, are like probably the three like main ones that I really enjoyed working on. I like worked on other Facebook games and stuff, but honestly, those weren't too fun.
0: Oh wow! So you actually got to do Spiral? Yeah. Oh, oh which uh, one?
1: The last one, the Reigniting Trilogy. Oh, okay, cool, cool.
0: So we actually have a
2: question about Spyro from somebody in our group. They wanted to know if you were a span of, a, a fan of Spyro before actually working on the game.
1: Oh, before? Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, I honestly never thought it was quite as good as Mario sixty four, but it was still like definitely a way of uh, sort of Sony being able to show off their what their hardware could do—that it could actually like be as fun as Miles 54 or like near it—and um, also have really great graphics still. Um, and they did some some new tech in there that Miles 54 didn't even do, uh, which was being able to see pretty much infinitely. Because if you remember, most games back then had like fog that that was pretty close to the player.
2: It would prevent your, your eyes from seeing further than you're supposed to be because it just it's too graphically intense to have that much stuff in the world at one time or something?
1: Yeah, exactly. So everything was insanely simple in a distance, and then you got closer, and, like, new detail would, like, pop in. And nowadays, that kind of stuff is totally commonplace.
2: I remember this one. Uh, I don't know if it was, like, an animated GIF that I was looking at or, like, a, just a short video. <clears throat> and they showed this character in a video game, right? And they had this cone. And the cone is what you could see. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the character would look, and then like the rest yeah. of the world and sides would just it disappear. disappear.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then it would come for um, Horizon Zero Dawn or something. Uh, I feel like I've seen that video before. Um, but yeah, that's totally yeah, just what that to like save on resources, like anything. Like we call it screen space, and basically a lot of stuff happens within that screen space, and they'll basically throw out whatever they can outside of it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so we're definitely going to have plenty of questions to ask. You know, we've been avid gamers, you know, something, you know, things that we have had building up for a while on just the process of making it. But what's something you guys are doing right now?
2: Well, I want to give Tin a chance to introduce himself also. Oh,
0: yes.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, so my name is Tin. Um, I do programming. Um, I used to be more into doing, like, audio production and um, music composition and, um, but I, I shifted my focus from that to programming, uh, nowadays and, um, just, uh, working on kind of our own, um, game projects, uh, in Unreal 4 mainly right now.
2: Now, I have a question. Does that mean you're not doing the audio for the game or are you still doing the audio also?
3: Um, I'm gonna be doing, like, basically the audio directing and i'll probably be doing all of the sound design um but as for like the music we might it kind of depends we might look into like hiring somebody if they are like the right fit um but still them. but yeah i'll still be having like the final say i guess in like all of the audio um nice. regardless so yeah
2: for those of you that don't know, Tin is actually the creator of our intro music for this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Check that out. Don't don't demonetize us. <laughs> don't don't copyright claim us.
2: I was actually yesterday we were playing some games of magic uh, for our weekly Monday night magic games, and I was playing your your playlist in the background from SoundCloud.
3: Oh, nice. <clears throat> because
0: cool. uh, you were, co- I told everybody you're going to be here today, so. All right, so, all right, guys, what are you guys working on now?
3: So let's see. Um, yeah, our studio it's called Outer Edge Interactive, and we started it up in March of 2019, I believe.
1: Yeah, so it's been like a couple of years now, or something, right?
3: Yeah, it
1: has. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do you want me to talk about? Yeah,
3: you should talk about the stuff that you guys started off on. <clears throat> yeah, so me
1: and, and an old coworker of mine, uh we uh basically were able to strike a deal with this company called Cyan Who Make Mist. Oh. And so it became sort of a partnership in order for us to like um get some credit on our new company um and some extra funding. Uh because quite honestly, we just don't, we didn't have like nearly enough money saved up for making a game like from scratch because that takes, it just takes such a long time, like usually a lot longer than a movie and stuff. So, um, you know, we got to find a way to live and like pay for contractors and stuff, which we've been doing. Like we've um, spent money on a couple artists, but, uh, so yeah, we were able to, um, thankfully strike that deal. And like people at Cyan have been so amazing for even considering all of that stuff but you know it happened to work out in the end and then now we're working on a uh, arcade shooter like we really love late 90s and like to to, like mid 2000s games I mean of course like games now are still amazing um, but in different ways I think that there are some things that sort of died off with like Sega after the Dreamcast and you know A lot of the like really experimental PS2 games and stuff, but there's a lot of like amazing ideas out there that have just stopped in their tracks for whatever reason, like whether they're not like monetized well enough or, you know, what have you. So uh, we want to we want to definitely bring back some of that stuff that's been lost. So that's kind of our goal for our company in this new game.
2: When you talk about games <clears throat> that kind of lost funding or just didn't go through that were amazing, it reminds me of the reboot of Phantom Dust that they were supposed to do.
1: Oh, my God. Because oh, like I, Microsoft ran out of money. Those motherfuckers. Because <laughs> I remember, <laughs> like, that was
2: one thing I was, when I seen that trailer, that made me, you know, want to buy the system to play that game. And I expected the game to come out, and then that that project just got shelved, I guess. Shelved or destroyed, or however you want to say it. It did,
1: I guess they just, like... Or like, fine, you can remaster the old one, and we won't advertise any of it, so basically, no one knows it's there.
2: It. La- last week on our podcast, we talked about how Microsoft just did the thing where they're making all um, online games that were free. You can now play them online without having an Xbox Live membership. And Phantom Dust is one of those games, so you don't even need Xbox Live anymore to play Phantom what, Dust. What are you serious? I yeah, didn't know that uh, along with. We're Along with paladins and um, smite, my apex, like all the free games, world of <laughs> yeah. warships, you know, all those Absolute. games that are free, yeah. Um, yeah. you can now <laughs> play them without having an Xbox Live account. As of like last week,
1: that's yeah. hella smart of them, because yeah. they have other ways to monetize, so they shouldn't like double up on that stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think and it gets exciting for me. Like I've always had, I've had both systems for a while, and it's one where I pay for PlayStation Plus. I don't always play for Xbox Live now because it's just like well, most of my friends play one <laughs> right so like i'm just yeah. not on the other one now this kind of gives me an option to kind of jump out there and at least play some games with people you know enjoy it maybe maybe we'll try the dust game gilbert keeps trying to tell me about how how that goes
2: phantom dust yeah we uh, i was talking to steven about phantom dust last week about kind of what it is you know i tried my best and he said that sounds like something that we should stream so maybe we can pick a night where we you know, get you guys on. We can do some four v four or four free for alls or something.
0: Yeah, especially now I that feel, it's free. I feel very uh, uh, disadvantaged in that. Oh, you will be a hundred percent. So, so cool. Question: You said uh, you kind of really enjoyed those games. Uh, what was your inspiration to kind of take the leap into making your own game studio?
1: Uh... Despite having enjoyed, and honestly, some of the projects I didn't enjoy as much, but um, most of the time it's been pretty good. Uh, But at the end of the day, I'm making other people's games and I'm also like going with the flow of like, you know, the overall direction of the industry. And uh, I mean, I figure if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it now. Like, when's the right time to kind of like do your own thing and make your own art, you know? So that's pretty much Mm -hmm. it
2: um how long like this is a question for both of you guys how long have you guys known that you wanted to be in the video game industry like at what point in your life were you like this is what i want to do and i'm going to gear gear my education everything towards it
1: um for me it was when i was 15 because uh i made a well i i played Miss the first mist um and it made me want to do 3D modeling. So I, I kind of like learned that. My dad was like supportive enough to help me learn that stuff um, like with books and like he bought me software. And eventually I just wanted to try making my own game with like rudimentary, this rudimentary like programming tool. And um, I worked a lot on it. Like I didn't even really do my schoolwork, my homework and shit. Like it was just, I was just thinking about the game for like six or eight months. And I'm kind of surprised that my parents let me do that, but I think they were just like really into me, like just being into something. So uh, when I finished that and I got the reactions from people, I think that's when I, that was like the moment. I still kind of like remember that moment.
2: That's awesome. And then somebody on our um, Facebook, because I made a Facebook post about you guys coming on actually like five weeks ago when you know i initially thought about it but somebody said that the myth series was a great a great brain exercise
1: Hell yeah yeah <clears> that's <throat> no, like a... break my brain
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well we, it's really we...
1: interesting because it's like a um it's a, it's a game for adults back when there weren't really games for adults but it wasn't like it wasn't bloody it didn't have to kind of like lean on some of that stuff that you know some other games were even though like you know no shade on mortal kombat at all like what they did was, well, <laughs> legit. so was Doom, right? Yeah. But I thought it was also just, like, kind of classy, like, the direction that they went with it.
0: So would you say that game design is something that inspired you for the, for what you do?
1: The game think... design of Mist? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, well, it, it was more than the game design of it. It was more of, like, how surreal, like, how immersive it was. It, it almost felt like virtual reality, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Just playing with like the screen, like a couple inches from my face or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: so, Tim, what about you?
1: Um. Yeah. So like to answer your
3: original question, um, I'd say, you know, like video games had always been a, an important part of my life, um, but I hadn't really seriously considered getting into game development until later in my life like after i graduated from college really so um and after like i'd met zeke and met a lot of really cool people in san francisco who were like you know pursuing what they were like passionate about so um i think after that it kind of got me to you know rethink things before i really you know dedicated myself towards a career path um, to pursue something that I cared about and was passionate about, and that was like video games and music. So, yeah. And was there? I guess was there more I should add to that?
2: No, you're good. I was waiting for no, no, <laughs> Oh, oh, I thought I thought
0: <laughs> so. I saw Gilbert's light come on, and I was like, oh, he's about to say something.
2: <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I did it like that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I know one of the, pro. so I actually do have another like actually question I was always thinking about uh, when it comes to uh, working on the design of stuff. Do you, do you like look to other games for your inspiration? Do you like go through and play them? Do you just like look up videos of what other people have done? What's kind of your process of figuring out what to do for a game? Um,
3: yeah, definitely. We look at other games as like reference, especially classic games um we'll like dig into our like we have we've collected a good amount of games so we'll just try to um bounce around between lots of old games and see what cool ideas they had back then that maybe could be further developed or mixed in with like a current genre games or something like that you know um because yeah there's there are a lot of good ideas that could potentially be explored further or, you know or refined. combined with other ideas right so yeah definitely
2: well, one of the things that i find interesting is like video games weren't as mainstream as they are right now right when like when i was a kid you know video games were something that kids did but like all those kids then grew up so now they're buying video games for their kids so now we have adults and kids playing video games so the market is just expanding and one of the things that i want to ask both of you is is there a hidden gem out there that since video games weren't so popular people didn't really know about these games what's a hidden gem out there that you guys think people should know about
3: a hidden gem that that would appeal to like the mainstream or just, just a hidden gem in just general? a
2: hidden gem that's something that you know is great
3: oh i mean there's so many but yeah let me see there's a lot <laughs> um let me think
2: like, for example, when I when I think of something like this, and I ask Steven, "Dude, you got to play Phantom Dust," and he's never right. heard of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, it just blows my mind that people haven't played this game, especially people that play magic all the time, you know, because yeah. our, our channel is very popular amongst magic players, and uh-huh. so the fact that they don't even know what the game is right it, it hurts you know, and <laughs> I want everybody to know.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, so let me see hidden gems um i'd say if you're a fan of like traditional first person dungeon crawlers like wizardry 8 that's a hidden gem that's That's for me um i
2: always thought that was just the name of our discord channel no (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: i just put in just games that i love in our discord channel for fun
2: and what Um, system was that on was that on pc or yeah
3: that was just on pc
2: what about you zeke you got one
1: Um, the first game that always comes to mind, I mean, for me, there's so many, but um, my most cherished uh game that I have in my collection is called uh Panzer Dragoon Saga, and it was (laughs) like that to me is because I love JRPGs so much, and that to me, like, never sort of like um, uh, what's the word like it it never like treated me like like a kid ever, um, and it um. There was no fats, right? There was no grinding or anything. It was just like, let's go to the next thing now. You're not like doing the same thing for too long. And the game isn't really the longest because of that, but I appreciate it. I mean, even some of my most favorite games out there, like Xenogears, has grinding in it. That yeah, I, yeah, I would trade it.
2: Um, how long have we known each other?
1: Actually, like I guess like, like
2: almost twenty years.
1: Yeah. um i've
2: I've known you for almost 20 years and i've known that was your favorite video game forever and i still have never played
3: it that's that's just like insulting to him (laughs) yeah to be fair it is hard to actually play because
2: that's what i was thinking too you know like on the on the level of like trying to play outbreak you have to like jump through all kinds of hoops
1: right yeah exactly and it's not even an online game but saturn emulation is not good it crashes it just breaks um and you know buying the game is like i got it for 250 dollars. i got it late and now it's worth like a shitload of money it's like over a thousand i think Mm -hmm. and it's just gonna keep going and all the old games are just gonna keep going that way so that's part of why we like collecting games so much you know like that way we don't have to pay all that money if we want to play one i guess
0: (laughs) so on that right, you said this was one that was very near and dear to your heart, kind of something of inspiration. So, what would be your like top three games?
1: Uh, I'd have to go with genre. I, I probably okay. do like one.
0: So, what is your favorite genre of games then? What do you would point uh, to?
1: Oh, I don't have one. Oh, okay, so <laughs> it's kind of
0: like eclectic. You go all across.
1: Pretty much. I mean, definitely. It's definitely, even it's definitely games.
2: fighting games.
0: Come on! <laughs>
1: fighting <games. laughs> I love fighting games.
3: Um, I could Up. try to pick out a couple of like my favorites from different genres. Yeah. But, yeah, it would be hard to just ha- have a flat like top three.
1: Yeah, so just give us just like you know you fire off like ten like five or ten amazing games real quick.
3: Um, like there's like a stall. That's, like, a great co-op platformer. Stall is dope. Hey, how do you spell
2: that? I've never even heard of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <it's> like, <laughs> I don't know this.
1: A- A-S-P-A-L. It's really cool because it's it's one of the only games that's sort of like this other NES game called Silkworm, where one person is on the ground, and then the other person is flying the entire time. And you both have... it's It's... It's asymm- asymmetrical gameplay.
3: Yeah, asymmetrical co-op. And so all really. the
1: levels are kind of designed around this. It's a beautiful thing. It's a pretty tough game, too. Yeah, it's so hard. They even made it harder in America for some reason. I think it was because of the market. Oh, wow. right.
3: Yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, What else? Favorite games. I loved um, King's Quest six As a kid. That was, like, the first CD-ROM game I owned, I think. Really? I still have yeah. to do that or even play that.
1: Great. um
0: see it's funny to hear you guys even between each other not know every like not have done every, all of them yet
1: for yeah, sure and that's yeah. so many that's kind of like we tease each other sometimes like oh so you haven't played that game or whatever and right yeah i mean we we've introduced games to each other for sure
3: um shadow of the classes is probably up there
2: Ooh. another one that i still haven't played
3: oh my god <laughs> that one I I have, i'll call you a i mind. have
0: it hey, hey, i, I have the game
3: oh okay okay well there you go
0: yeah, I have the game. Yeah. I just still haven't played it. I, I bought it for the PS3 when I did not own a PS3 because my thought was, at some point, I'm going to have the capability to play this game. Do you know how many times I've
2: owned Metal Gear Solid 3 and I've still never played the game?
1: Oh, wow. I think I have it right now
2: and I, I still haven't played it yet.
1: Dude, our friend just gave us a move because we just like moved into this new place uh-huh. um, in California. And... Our friend gave us this like, um, what is it called? Like a, it's like a big metal poster. I don't know what they call them, but uh-huh. it was of um, the ending of Metal Gear Solid 3. And I was so I was so like, oh, I was so surprised that he even, cause he doesn't even play games. So I'm like, how would you know that that's that epic? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I guess um, just to take a break from like asking you questions and drilling you about questions. I want to just segue into, and we're going to go back to asking you questions for sure. But um, I have a bit of news here that I thought was really cool. I thought Zeke would like to know. It says Titanfall 2 player count is up by 750% on Steam.
1: What? Wow. How? Why?
2: They don't really know. They just think that people have, like, a thirst to play more Titanfall. And so. finally
3: realize that it's, like, good. Yeah. So, like, that
0: that can mean,
2: like, good things for, you know, Titanfall's future. Oh my um,
3: gosh,
0: yeah. I, I wonder if it has anything to do with, like, the Apex popularity, right? Is it just, like, people hear, hear enough that it's somehow related to Titanfall 2 that people just go, like, oh, we got to try it out.
2: So one of the things I'm reading is that an extremely generous sale price coupled with Apex Legends teasers has pushed the FPS into the limelight. Hmm.
3: Let's see, Oh, nice. okay. I, yeah. I, I had no a very
0: way. interesting experience with Titanfall 2 in oh, yeah. that one of one of my friends uh i game with a lot was on a competitive team for time to fall too and uh-huh. so he was always one trying to get more people to play with him right and so so i was finally one summer i was just like you know what let's do it so he had i had to sit there and go through like actual training through like the practice <laughs> of learning how to like oh how do you do like the skating or how do you do like the bouncing around and like get to full speed right away how do you like time that and it was horrifying playing online with him because he would, of course, invite people from his team and they would be like, oh, yeah, we're going to play. And they would go into matches. And when you're so high ranked, the only people you match with are the a other extremely people. ranked people. So it would be like, we we're going to go to a game and they would look it's like, oh, yeah, that's one of the other competition teams we're up against. Do nothing but what we tell you. I'm just like... <laughs> Yes, they're like they're just like you stand here and watch for them to walk by. You don't like jump out. You don't do anything unless we tell you. You like sit here, wait, and shoot in that direction. It was just yeah. like the most horrifying experience of oh like trying God. to learn that game Super and like by yeah. fire, like trial by fire was happening. I was yeah.
1: Like, I I got mean, yeah, I I guess it. that's how to get into it now because like everybody's so good. Yeah, just got to go that's in and cool. get your butt kicked for a while.
0: Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't even like I didn't get to start like normally you kinda get to see that in first a lot of the FPSs. Right, a lot of a lot of shooting games that really need a community. After a while it kind of fades out, people go to the next big thing. I remember having that experience with Gears of War, actually, because I didn't have an Xbox until like the year after Gears had released. So by the time I played, it was whoever was left and still really playing it. This one, like I said, far more extreme than any of those because I was like a year late into Titanfall, instantly into high ranked things. Like it was just the no thing cool. about that.
2: Oh go ahead.
0: I was like, though no, cool, right? I got to see all the coolest things you can do happen. Horrifying yeah. when I couldn't do it yet.
2: <laughs> the the interesting thing about that too is like when when those game lobbies become ghost towns, the only people left are like the hardcore people, you know, the people who are really good at the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm, one of my, one of my, well, maybe my favorite shooter ever is Titanfall 1, but that one's just dead. I, I would love to play it again for real, but I just can't. Like, even the hardcore people are barely there.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard when a sequel comes out, you know, because then it really yeah. kills games. Unless right. it's, like, Halo Reach, because that's the perfect Halo game, so they just... <laughs>
1: I know, <they're laughs> and, and everybody it. kind of knows that, I feel like. I'm, I'm, that one's like... so hella play it on Xbox.
0: I, I, I really hate to admit it because I love Halo 3. Halo three is the game that has like a part in my soul, but like yeah, Reach Reach is much better. I have a mind. friend
2: I have a friend. Uh he he went by a lot of different names, but the most the most the name that I remember him most by is Daddy McStick And uh, <laughs> And uh, he's, he's a Halo 3 rider or die guy, you know? Like, I'm always like, bro, yeah. we're going to play some Reach. And he's like, well, let me know when you guys play Halo 3. And I'm just like, uh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard for me to go back, you know? Like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I, it's, like, once I once Halo Reach came out and then 4 and 5, like, I feel like 4 and 5 went a little too far away from, like, what Halo was. Yeah. And I feel like Halo Reach, like, got it right Mm-hmm. And then they and like anything before it was like old Halo, and everything after it was like not good Halo. You know what I mean?
1: Hmm. Hey man, I love yeah. Playing like, around. There, I don't think four and five are like necessarily bad games. Well, four, four feels so much like Call of Duty that I feel like it has some kind of identity crisis, and so I would just rather play Call of Duty because I do play that once in a while. But five, I think they did improve some things i mean i'll still go back and play that but i mean all of them are still good honestly
2: it's weird how game, video game like the video game industry does that because it seemed like around that time everything was turning into call of duty and then now yeah. everything's turning into these like battle royale games like everything's a battle right. royale now
1: i know and it's like yeah. wonder,
2: if that's the case when am i going to get my halo battle royale so i could actually be good at one
1: yeah you know <laughs> i always say like um i miss when 'Cause you know, you had the Call of Duty copies, right? It, like happened for like ten years. Yeah. With Medal of Honor and like everything. And now you're like you said, the Battle Royales. But before Call of Duty, the last one I remember really being like that was Final Fantasy Seven. And that was was that was tight for me because everybody had to make their own take on it. And, you know, that's when you got Legend of Dragoon and like all these other Japanese oh. games came out, you know, that that would would never have come out. So I, I don't that shit.
2: I don't <laughs> exactly remember what happened or why in the story, but I remember um Lost Odyssey making me tear up when I played that. Oh my game. god,
1: mm-hmm. Lost Odyssey is one of the greatest. That's, that's an insane hidden gem right there. Yeah, that's a Everybody's that
2: the story that. in that game is great. Yeah,
1: yeah, but and thankfully that one's accessible. And if you buy it on Xbox Series X, you get it in four K and shit. Oh that's cool. cool. okay. awesome. Yeah. I might have to yeah. go and do
0: that. Yeah, see, my old game I go back to to this day is I still play an old MMO, uh, Guild Wars. So mm-hmm. I, I, okay. I, yeah. See, I, I loved Guild Wars one. I played Guild Wars two for a bit. Uh, I, it is an update and like, it has increased movement and all this stuff. I really miss the charm of the old game being, yeah, uh, the big thing, a difference compared to a lot of MMOs is that you had a very contained, uh, uh, skill right. bar, only eight, only eight skills and every area outside of towns was an instance so it's only the monsters and it just added like so much and and you got to have but if you didn't have a party of people you can always make a party of like npcs on your team right you have henchmen and heroes So so I went through, I did do a lot of the game with people, but to this day, right, I can still log in and just put on my heroes and go through all the dungeons, go through that stuff. I can make my heroes' skill bars change enough to be what strategy am I going for. Right,
1: yeah. And
0: this is actually the week of their, um, I think it's essentially like 11-year anniversary now, but it's their anniversary event. Last year, they added new skills to the game. What they, anniversary the, is I think. I think this is like, I think it's more... So a decade, I think we're, we ought to be like at 15 or something around there, if not longer.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: From, from the game coming out. because so I know the decade anniversary was a while ago and that one added like new weapons.
1: Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that game for what, a lot of it was what you said too, how it was more intimate and it wasn't so, I guess, overblown. I mean, yeah. not that the new one is, I mean, I haven't played enough of the new one to really like, comment on it fully though but um i think that one was a, a bit more like other mmos so that's kind of yeah. probably why i didn't dive in
0: yeah it, it well the other part of guild wars was it really didn't need a lot of like grinding just to get the basic stuff right your, your level cap was level 20 your max gear that you got was really early on by the time you're level 20 you have the max level armor it's just about what upgrades and what was like the skins of stuff you had right that's the rare items you know they didn't give you any particular skill or anything extra yet at one point you can just add inscriptions to weapons make it like any other weapon you ever wanted but so it just became what was your your strategy going into encounters and actually playing the game well
3: that's cool yeah yeah
1: yeah that's
0: one so to this day i still go back to you know i just try to go through old things i never completed or just replaying stuff and seeing even old scenery and things that I had missed out on, right? I think a lot of the time playing games before was like, all right, I'm going to kill the thing. Let me rush through the area. Now it's a time where I can like look and put out the view and see like, oh, they show like the mountain you're going to be going to in this area or like one of the dragons in Guild Wars 2 is hidden in the map, right? Uh All right. So
2: Mortal Kombat just came out on HBO Plus or oh, yeah. HBO Max and uh, in theaters. Did you guys get a chance to watch that?
3: We did. We saw I did actually IMAX. see this. Yeah.
2: You saw it on the IMAX? Yeah,
1: oh.
2: Lucky. All right, so let me know what you guys thought. I want I want to know your thoughts on the game. I have my thoughts on the game, but I'm going to save that. Feel free to do spoilers. Everybody listening out there, we're doing spoilers. So if you haven't seen the, or if you haven't watched the movie, then like skip ahead a few minutes or something. I don't know. If we're still talking about it, then skip ahead some more.
1: <laughs>
0: i love that part when rio gets a fatality who <laughs> No, I was, I was just making making, making fake ones he's, he's making
2: the the mom everything's a nintendo joke yeah
1: right dude no, mario that uppercutted
0: cool. that guy all
1: right so what did you guys think of the game i think part I mean, of the movie like turn you guys up now but okay yeah. um uh, it's cool um what uh i thought the movie was fucking sick I want to watch it, like, five more times.
2: Do you guys have HBO Max to watch it once?
1: We don't watch, like, enough TV, so we only have, like, a couple things. I was thinking about getting Hulu for anime or something, but yeah.
2: HBO Max is, like, solid right now. They got a lot of good movies on there. so I do want
1: to get that to see Raised by Wolves, like the rest of it. Yeah, Raised by Wolves. That looked really great. I thought it was a movie because it was just on. Right. So I didn't like know what it was. It has, like, the yeah. Budget of the movie it seems like. So
2: was there anything about Mortal Kombat that you didn't like?
3: Um. That I didn't like. Let's see. Well, let me think. Let me think. Hang on. Well, what yeah, is
1: Scorpions it? What? I, I have it a lot to say. over here in English.
3: Right. That, well, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a little meaty, I suppose. But yeah. Was there, there was
2: there was a lot of like really cheesy like oh he said the thing moments you know.
3: Right yeah. like like the <laughs> flawless victory from Yeah from that,
0: like, that I think that, that is the crazy. only one I I I minded that it came from him I would have really wanted someone else on the side to see him do that and then just announce it from the side right that's what i wanted to see (laughs) right i wanted to see someone else be like oh you know (laughs) for all this victory that's how it should have been him doing it himself is kind of a jerk move right
1: Like,
2: (laughs) yeah it's like liking your own post
0: Um, (laughs) yeah
1: that reminds me of the first movie because uh well in the game it's supposed to be i'm pretty sure even in Mortal Kombat 1, it's supposed to be Sang Chung. Right. Sang who's like saying everything, like fight and, and finish him and everything, right? Yeah. He even like sits back there in his throne watching. And in the first movie, he's doing that exact thing too. And he says way more quotes like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess in that way, like the new movie is not quite as great as the old one.
0: Hey, I just want a sequel to happen and give me the whoopsies. that's what i need i need from the crowd something to uppercut (laughs) uppercut them in the spikes above (laughs) yeah yeah
2: oh dude when they were fighting on that bridge i totally thought they were gonna he's gonna knock it off yeah
1: yeah yeah. i was like okay like after he like slammed his head which is hella tight because that's um jackson's fatality from world combat 2 but he should have just like fucking throw them off anyway <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was waiting
2: like, for my, it it didn't happen my, my,
0: my number of mortal Kombat's i did is like weird because i was like on sega genesis so i had the weird mortal Kombat 2 <laughs> then i went to mm-hmm. mortal Kombat 4 on nintendo 64 and then from there i was finally able to do like deception and deadly alliance and then like i played shaolin monks at my friend's house
2: oh shaolin monks was fun I yeah that. yeah that was so, really
0: fun so yeah. i generally liked Mortal Kombat. I actually made notes of like weird moments <laughs> so that I could like come back to and remember things I was gonna complain about. On the so, movie, yeah, yeah, for the movie. I generally liked it. Like I said, I'm cool with the cheesiness, whatever. Right. Even even the stuff with uh, making the new character. I get the reasoning is to make a focus on the Sub Zero Scorpion story and to have a character to guide the audience through. Like what is Mortal Kombat?
2: I, I was kind of hoping that he would like become a newer Scorpion. You know what I mean? Like take up the mantle of Scorpion. Like, his power is weird.
0: That's what I was hoping. And it, like if they were gonna do that thing, uh, uh, and then they they made his power kind of weird where he gets that armor and in Tampa, like the, the black is, Panther is a, armor. Yeah, well, this is this is moments of annoyance I have. Well, one for the very beginning. Um, um, well, for one, you can tell some of the actors are way better. At doing the fight scenes than others right um i think the guy that's sub-zero is from the raid
3: yes okay. yeah. he's the and he's the
0: amazing raid. right like right. i lo- the raid is like one of my favorite things ever so yeah. so yeah right um so you could tell like him and scorpion have probably the best fight scenes right oh that, that fight scene is amazing oh yeah it's yeah. probably the best right and it was weird for me to see that and then directly get into the the mma fight and if you don't know like, I, I'm martial arts. I I probably know more about the UFC than anything else in my life and I have degrees and stuff right like I know more about probably UFC and MMA than I know about that and it was funny for me to watch that and be like they, they knew how to film and watch a fight before and then in the MMA part I feel like they didn't know how to direct and how to film the like submission game of it where they're trying to do the roles and all that. And instead of actually being able to show you, like, this is what he's doing, it is just, like, it starts and then, like, flips to the cut. Now it's flipped over instead of actually showing you the cool stuff they're supposedly doing. Right. It was, like, that was a weird, weird choices with him. Yeah. Second, when later in the movie, he's supposed to be, like, the MMA fighter. I feel like he doesn't fight like that for the rest of the movie. You're right. right. Yeah. He doesn't have <laughs> the same skills, right? Suddenly he has taunt fun. he's just using those, right? Like yeah. I would expect would him to be more of like
2: a grappler type character, you know what I mean? If mix it in, fighter. do the
0: different stuff. I mean or, there more is like a Johnny stuff. Cage type character, I guess. Yeah, or like the kind of more kickboxing style or yeah. more Thai style. Um he does he just doesn't do it, right? They don't really have like a real different personality for his fighting style, which I would expect, right? The second thing is for Sonya Blade and her fighting. She is the only one, besides one other scene, who does weird spins and stuff. Like they will literally, like she's the only one who will have like a thing where she spins in the air like six times and then well, lands.
2: She's a girl, Steven. She's got to do flippy flips. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, like out of like they don't do that for anyone else, right? Besides like one time, I think maybe like Kung Lao. Yeah, Laos, I noticed Samuel that. I,
1: I was wondering if that was supposed to be some kind of callback to Mortal Kombat One or something.
0: Yeah, well, that was those It's like, you would think they would have done it for someone else. Uh, I also haven't come with that Liu Kang didn't do the, like, the weird sound he does when he does the bicycle kick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was hoping, I legit was hoping
2: he, I was legit was hoping he would do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know he's going to do the bicycle kick, right? He's got to do it. And I'm like, I really, I really want him to do the, the noise he makes. Like the yeah. Bruce Lee sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, he,
0: he doesn't do any of the Bruce, lines, the Bruce Lee <laughs> right. sounds throughout it. Kano was great. Oh, Kano is right. my favorite character.
2: Yeah. Sure.
1: Really good in this one. Yeah, they gave him a lot more depth in the first one, even though the first one, like, I think they perfected his look. But in this one, they did give him that depth.
0: Yeah. How, so so you guys are familiar with, like, the story and all the games and stuff, right?
1: Pretty much. I mean, oh. like, I think uh, 4, 5, and 6. No, wait. 5, 6, and 7. Those are blurry for sure. Like, I, I forget one.
0: which one is which. For, for, like, the order. Um, I generally know what, like, is supposed to happen to lead it to the end of, like, Armageddon. Right. So I know it was it deception. Like I said, there, there's the deception. There's Deadly Alliance where Quan Chi right. and Shang Tsung pair up uh, and that they kill a bunch of the people oh. there. Um, I actually
1: forget which one came first, even, like, Deception or Deadly Alliance, but yeah. It, I, I think mean, it's Deception, all...
0: but okay, uh, who knows at <laughs> this point in my mind, right? They're all... the. Mixed yeah.
1: in. Yeah, like those games were interesting, but I think they lean too heavily on really long combos and like memorization. Kind of like yeah. of three, but even more.
2: So, yeah, that's um, where like you know you know what I was thinking? Like this this new character, he has dreams of Scorpion's weapon, right? And then like oh, they, yeah. they emphasize this weapon the whole time. So I'm like, oh, his his Arkham or whatever it's whatever they're calling Arcana. it. Oh his Arcana oh. is gonna be Scorpion's weapon, right? And then yeah. he just he just becomes Black Panther with like batons, and I'm like so oh, so yeah.
0: oh I forgot I have so much more complaints about the Arcana in general, right? Like it's such a <laughs> weird way of why do they make that the way to get power, right? Yeah. For for every other thing, you could just be like they they focus their chi or whatever. Jax literally has robot arms right they in the movie character? they decide to Dude. give him janky they Dude. give him janky twig arms and it has to be his his magic somehow create yeah, when arms. he had
2: those twig arms i'm like why would they what is give this? that to him i thought those were gonna be his arms the whole time and i'm like this is really <laughs> silly like he just looks silly
3: how did they get those arms that like that temple that they're at they had those arms on hand well,
0: well they mentioned that they they're they're reviewing all the realms to see how to heal him right in every realm they're gonna get the best stuff to heal him. <laughs> every realm and, they, and come,
2: then they come back with like these like this
0: little like yeah little snowman arms. Arms. <laughs> yeah,
2: why
0: would, yeah why would you do that for the guy you're trying to train to fight also why didn't no one else just like you would like the way they were trying to unlock their powers right there's something like with jacks why why was no one just like insulting him <laughs> right? Just making him feel bad while he was in, in, in his bed in there.
1: Right? Yeah, I guess Kano, his asshole self, would have probably done that.
0: Yeah, but I guess there's the idea of like, yeah, with Jax, you'd just be like, oh, you 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 can do nothing, you're useless, right? So, Steven, how many Kermits do you give? Oh, how many Kermits? How many? How many? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. So...
2: I honestly like I there's parts of the there's parts of the movie I liked There was but
0: there is a big thing it was fun right there there's weird choices
2: I think I expected it to be more serious than it was and I think that was my problem
0: yeah and and I my biggest complaint is that the movie isn't really standalone it's meant to have set you up the next movie is the actual tournament they're gonna I, I really hope in the if that the second movie gets made and that it doesn't spend so long just setting it up
1: yeah it just
0: drops you in it right it just goes like so you see them training and johnny cage is already there who knows the other group it's weird that they only had some of the heroes like only one hero die in this right and the whole thing of being on edge Right on edge. You only have out of everyone, Kung Lao die. Right, like oh, that's that's a Spe- bummer.
2: Speaking of Kung Lao, like what about that fatality though?
1: That was amazing, and yeah. I <laughs> also, like, it's such that a, new It's such a great such a, Yeah,
2: <laughs> like look at this cool new character. Now we're gonna have Kung Lao cut her in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but
1: yeah, that, that was really awesome. cool. That like I think that was one of the newer fatalities he had. Like I think from yes, 10, I think that or was eleven. I can't remember. I think
0: it was ten. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: But uh, uh, there was a thing of it seems weird to me in the idea of even for like the games what happens is that the whole thing is if they breach early, you know that that's why Raiden can't do anything because he's he's brought to the rules of the tournament. They just stormed freaking Earth, <laughs> right? They just attacked people on Earth. You would yeah. think Raiden should Raiden should have been able to like fight Shang Sun in this and that should have been like make him leave, right? Because instead they don't really beat up big boss right they beat Sub-Zero right but they don't really there's no like main thing to make them what they they literally murder all the bad guys right because
1: Raiden doesn't even get involved I guess neither does well no, Shang Tsung does kill Hung Lao
0: yeah you would think that there's enough like I said the whole idea of like the gods don't care like technically it's allowed for me to fight beforehand but you've invaded earth right you would think that is they should have had that as a thing for Raiden to be cool and ward off Shang Tsung or something yeah i don't know why gilbert, cole is the like strategy guy
1: oh I, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh gilbert like what did you because you were talking about like realism you know versus the more fantasy nature uh which i i guess like do do you agree that like the first movie kind of has more of that fantasy nature than this one does
2: yeah i mean i feel like the first movie was super cheesy right and as a kid i loved it i thought the movie was great um i actually had a few hours before this movie was released because i watched the second it was released and i wanted to watch mortal kombat the first one and i looked on hbo max i didn't see it but i seen annihilation and i tried watching annihilation and i got through like maybe 10 minutes of it and i'm like yeah. I, th- I can't do that was this.
1: <laughs> yeah it went off the deep end with the cheese
2: on that one and I'll then go. another I was thing like oh go ahead
1: no, you can finish what you're saying, then I'll
2: ask yeah, you. The other thing that I, like, thought was weird, and they did it in the original movie, too, was Reptile. Like, why is Reptile a fucking dinosaur? Why can't we get like a Sub-Zero-looking Reptile?
1: You That's what exactly I mean? what I was going to ask you, because uh, I mean, I I guess, like, well, in my mind, it seems like it's more realistic for him to like, just be an actual know, Reptile, because it's closer to something on Earth. Um, but <laughs> maybe it's I guess it's just really hard to make a character like that realistic to begin with.
2: I suppose, but I mean, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna make it like the reptile that we've seen forever, that's gr- a green sub zero, you know, then just don't give me this fucking dinosaur. Like I don't but, even want I, it.
1: I think I think like
2: I felt that way about the original too. Like when they did that in the original movies, it's like, why is reptile a fucking invisible dinosaur?
0: I don't get it. Well, I think they, I think they definitely could have done like a Mortal Kombat Deception slash Deadly Alliance Once again, I don't. They're all mixed in my brain now, where he's in ninja gear and with like scales. <laughs> right, he's a ninja with scales. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, even yeah.
3: In the last three games, I believe, you know, he's like this different race, like just, a humanoid yeah. reptile, like the Zetarians. Z- right. Like that. Yeah. they Could have made him like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Even if they did Maybe that, like, I would be fine with it. But you know yeah, what? I wonder
1: true. if they look at playtime. For like characters and they're like well not a lot of people play reptile anymore like maybe they used to in part two but you know like we got a lot of other characters and like four other movies to make so like and we got to do fatalities so yeah
2: (laughs) i'm sure that is definitely something that goes into r&d when they're like researching what they're going to do and here's the thing reptile
0: is a guy from his race. Who knows? Maybe they just have more reptiles. They keep, they keep throwing some out every game. <laughs> like, yeah, every movie. There's just, like, more rep- It's like Baraka. <laughs> yeah. Right? Baraka's right. just a guy of, right. like, that race. Right. Maybe just he... keep throwing a lot more Barakas at you.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe that wasn't the real reptile.
2: Maybe.
0: Yeah, it could be it. A... Yeah. So, All right, I guess so... the final thing I need to mention before I give a score is the final fight. Though cool, I feel cheapened that like it had to be go scorpion come back and cole fight sub-zero i feel uh-huh. like if they were going to do the whole thing that cole isn't going to be scorpion they're going to bring back actual like wraith to come out and fight he should just yeah. beat the shit out of cole right He should just beat cole down he is he's out of the fight and then it is scorpion and him on like a final death match
1: yeah, yeah. i could agree with that I, I feel like, well, Cole in general, like I, it took me a minute to really think about him as a character because he feels like Mila Jovovich in the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> right like, yeah, yeah, it's sort of like just someone to guide you through all the happenings and other characters. But I actually think it works for, Resi- for um, Resident Evil for, um, for Mortal Kombat because I don't think there's really ever really uh, been a main character in Mortal Kombat. I, I guess you could argue Liu Kang in the first Mortal Kombat because he acts like the, the game. Yeah, he actually does win the tournament, but and he does um... for the first two. Oh, the first two, okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but besides that, like, there's so much more Lawrence, so much more happening in the games now that even in the story, like, if you play eleven or, I guess even ten, like he's really not in the cutscenes yeah. much. It's not. It's not about him.
0: Yeah, my hope so I... is that for the next one they're able to do the ensemble cast, right? They just go. Cole is just a character in it. Maybe he dies, maybe he doesn't, who knows?
1: <laughs> or maybe he gets brought into Mortal Kombat twelve. I was just th- oh,
2: I was just thinking true. that too. Like, is he he's not gonna be brought into eleven, is he? As like a downloadable I don't character. Know. I mean
1: they're calling this one ultimate, so who knows if they're gonna add more people. Mm. That's true, yeah. Maybe as a free download, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be always Right. Mm.
0: So do we all want to say scores? Am I gonna be the only one? We're saying how many Kermits? How many Kermits? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hand waves. Um, I am gonna go I'm gonna go a, a six and a half, an enjoyable six and a half.
1: Okay, out, of out of ten, I'm guessing or out of twenty. <laughs> uh, out of seven. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well grading um, on a scale um, here
0: is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I think
2: for right. me, for me, I'm probably gonna say a five out of nine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i gotta do some fucking
3: math um, now um <laughs> let's see i'll be
2: realistically just do it out of 10 but yeah I'm, I'm midway i'm, I'm midway okay. i could watch it again i probably will
3: yeah okay i'll probably give it a seven out of ten or seven Kermit's out of ten Kermit's. okay
1: uh for me as a mortal combat movie like thinking about you know all the fans like the the fact that like when you make uh something based off a video game, you're you're having to please fans that aren't even in your like in your uh media, right? Or your what's that in your medium. Yeah. So um you have them and then you have like the moviegoers who expect something almost entirely different. And trying to straddle that line is insanely hard. So I mean, I don't think that they could have escaped any cheesiness and if they had then it would have been like much more like mortal kombat legacy or i don't know like they have to scream out the move sometimes (laughs) so like (laughs) so i mean i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 in terms of a video game movie because and that i give that same score to silent hill um but uh for like a movie like if i'm gonna go to the movie and i don't play games but i but i like you know uh, was that the raid and shit like that um i'm gonna give
2: it an eight out of ten wow that's pretty high score Dude,
1: really? i think out.
2: the only video game movie that i can give a score like that to.
1: yeah
2: sonic the hedgehog <laughs> that's a
1: really <laughs> good movie because that really
2: movie cool. was surprisingly amazing like yeah. i did not expect that movie to be good i definitely was gonna watch it but yeah. i went to go see that movie and i'm like i need more of jim carrey like, right mm. now. Yeah. I thought he did fantastic in that. I thought the humor was great in the movie, but, yeah. <laughs> like I said, it was. Of that
1: were... movie was hella baller. I need to watch it again soon.
2: So, um, yes. just uh, since, we, since we're kind of leaving Mortal Kombat, just a quick little news blurp. Sure. Uh, Super Mario Party has an update 1.1.0, 1. mm-hmm. and it's now introducing uh, online play. So now you can play Super Mario Party online.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so that that's kind of making me want to buy a switch i'm not gonna lie um
1: yeah dude because huh? a lot of times wow. we have three players and we need that fourth player you know mm-hmm.
0: so, okay. so so as video game developers people want to feel how do you feel about like nintendo being on kind of the late train on a lot of this you feel like that's something that you, like, care you, about when you see it? What what like, when it comes that? to online play, when it comes oh, to, yeah, like, they, they're just behind in all these conveniences, right?
2: It almost, it's
3: never been like yeah. a high yeah. priority.
1: It almost
2: seems like they're behind the curve on a lot of the stuff like that, but they're ahead of the curve in a lot of other ways.
1: Yeah, I think they have, their priorities, the way that they've shifted them, um, are way more about feeling the fun and making things accessible, and I think that's very smart. In terms of both their games and their consoles, um, then that's probably why they're doing so well. But like the other, it's almost like they're doing so well in that regard that the other shortcomings don't even matter to people that much. I mean, I think that if they charge the same for online play as Sony or Microsoft, then yeah, that'd be a huge problem. But if not, then because I think it's like 18 bucks a year. So I'm like okay with it. Oh, yeah yeah i'm like okay with it like it's pretty cool honestly i was like stuck at the airport and i was like playing like online games on my switch fighting games and stuff and i'm like this is really tight i don't even need my laptop or whatever so I think yeah. it's okay definitely I mean,
2: thinking about picking up my third uh switch <laughs> and maybe i'll keep it actually time. keeping that one yeah <laughs> well what the only the other game that's making me want to do that is um the Zelda game that came out cuz it was one of my favorite Zelda games on the DS was it Link's Awakening was the one that just came out
3: Link's Awakening that came I'll out on um, it wasn't like game
2: Boy. super game. recent but um yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one I emulated uh, a lot of the the Zelda games not too long ago maybe a couple of years ago to try to just to beat them all so I can say that I had and
3: uh-huh.
2: uh, yeah that that
0: one was one of my favorites hey. I'm still at zero for beaten Zelda games. And my other goal, you know, for all the Final Fantasies, I'm currently at two. So I have a lot to work on. So
1: for, yeah, both,
2: for both Zeke and Tin, are there any, like, games out there that you've tried really hard to but never beat?
1: Oh, yes. Well, it's a shitty game, so don't play it. But it's Mega Man X7. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad game. I was mad the whole time I was playing the last boss. Um games that I haven't beat that were really hard. Let me think. Um,
3: You're like Psh,
0: no
2: DDR. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you, got, you don't want to play them in DDR,
0: they'll smoke you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it. I wasn't very okay. good. <laughs>
1: um really hard game. I, I never play I never beat Shinobi. The one on PS2. I never beat
3: Ninja Gaiden on the NES, but I oh. haven't put a lot of time in trying to beat it. But when I did, like, it, it was really hard. It kicked my ass.
1: I honestly feel so. that game's a little unfair, though. Yeah. An-
2: a- another shameless plug: that a game that I've never beat is, mm. fan- is Phantom Dust.
1: Oh my
3: <laughs> god! You know what? Same here. Is- I was on the. I last restarted thought. the campaign on that so many times. It's
2: I've pl- I've I've played the final boss for uh-huh. so many hours trying okay. to beat that final boss and i just okay. never could
1: gilbert on if you play the remaster they unlock that last level for you right off the bat i've really? never even tried it yeah really yeah so,
0: so hear that listener is brought to you by phantom desk <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Right>? <laughs> go go find a petition somewhere to get a part two made like, yeah, yeah. there's one somewhere <laughs> online yeah it has to be because it's just a tragedy that we can't have more phantom dust
0: yeah so so even thinking about like how that wasn't able to get completed and everything for you guys right when you when you're working on games how do you keep yourself on it right a lot of the time especially like writing doing scripts doing that stuff there's a lot of you have to just keep going over and over it and i feel like that either would get draining or you got to kind of drink the old kool-aid and just get real stuck in that cycle what's kind of your guys' experience with that
1: like, is it draining or
0: not? How do you kind of keep yourself focused and able to continue to just do the... Well, what keeps
2: you going it? when working on games becomes tedious, I guess this sounds like. Yeah. That.
3: I see. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, let's see. I mean, for me, I haven't really been a programmer for super long doing game development, but for me, it's been like just trying to get to the next step it's like all about baby steps and like implementing a new feature and getting something to work correctly like looking forward to seeing it feel and look correct uh working correctly is um kind of what drives me to like keep going I guess
1: so you mean like when it's like working correctly like those little wins
3: right like yeah just like checking off another feature that's like oh hey this like works now and like this feels and looks like it's you know fun or
1: yeah that's a really good point um I think I was thinking about that answer too but I think that I have to kind of agree like it's sort of it is a, like a lot of little tasks and a lot of times like you can't really see you know the forest for the trees um but uh when those like when, when those little tasks like pay off it does feel good it's like a little tiny bit of euphoria that you feel right because like okay. other people on your team test it out for you and they have ideas and when you get something right and you move on that's like really good um and honestly there are these like big things like when you hit a milestone like like the first time like um you know me and ten and our other coworkers were able to like have our game actually playable and it has graphics in it and stuff like that it becomes it's like you're not looking at at it for like little parts anymore you're looking at it as like a as its own entity like a game like something that has like its own life like it's 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 something it's hard to describe I guess but those moments are what I'm very addicted to and that's what keeps me going even though yeah like sometimes like make working on games can be really hard really draining and like i mean <laughs> shit. i'm thinking about work now fuck no but it's all good <laughs> so i was like doing something today i'm like fuck. i just imagine we just
0: gave him some like flashbacks like trauma <laughs> happening he just sees like everything in black and white for a second going through <laughs> like he yeah. his character step into a wall and phases through breaks everything <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's like those moments in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when Johnny Depp's like huh, Papa <laughs> <You guys laughs> oh <playing>? my god <laughs> are, are there any games you guys are looking forward to that are coming up
1: uh, oh Um, Final Fantasy
2: 7 Part hmm. um, 2 wait wait, wait wait, that Final Fantasy that's coming out in like June for the PS5 that's just a PS5 version right
1: yeah with like some added DLC.
2: Oh, okay. So there is added stuff to it. Because I'm probably going to buy that one.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, you should. I mean, it's a great game. And I, I think they're adding, like, I know they have higher risk textures. I thought they were having some ray tracing, too. Cool.
2: Um, did they Did they say what, what the schedule is going to be like for the release of these games?
1: No, they haven't. They're always really type-lipped about that stuff. I think I think they don't even know themselves, honestly.
2: And we we need to find another petition. I just thought about for another sequel that needs to be made, and that's a uh, dragoon. Like no,
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'd be way down with that.
0: Bloodborne. We need another Bloodborne game for sure to be fair though i feel like that's something they would do right it's like on their list of stuff you think that has to be on the chalkboard somewhere i
2: I hope it's on somebody's chalk i hope it's i hope there's a studio of people with a bunch of (laughs) stuff on their
0: chalkboards
2: (laughs) 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 that's the hope right i mean they haven't said it but i guess Elden ring they have to let Elden ring have its time in the light before they can be like here's what you guys have really
0: wanted this whole time
3: right (laughs) we don't know anything about it but yeah i'm Wonderally. really curious about it for
1: sure. yeah yeah we
0: were I, I, hoping for that insider knowledge right
3: <laughs> unfortunately we
1: don't have yeah we don't have that. that they're they're like a <laughs> japanese studio too so it's like a way less chance oh yeah but um
3: mm, i'm looking forward to guilty gear strive
2: Ooh. and was that the one you guys were telling me about last time i was hanging out with you guys
1: I think so, yeah. And um, that one, like, isn't going to be as incredibly, like, technical. But still retain the depth. That's the goal of it anyway. So it could work out. Cool. Cool. I did have fun
0: with Guilty Gear before. What's that? I did. I have had some fun with Guilty Gear before. It was a while where I had friends that uh, would do a lot of the tournaments. Uh-huh. So they just had, like, an array of different fighters. So it was just, like, every now and again, it, was, like, it would just switched out to to what they were playing. What was the flavor of the month basically?
3: I'm looking forward to I guess I'm looking forward to Diablo 2 Resurrected cuz that looks really Diablo pretty nostalgic to me. Is it is it
2: like a remaster or a remake or what is it?
3: Yeah, like basically a remaster um like graphically they're redoing all everything but um it's basically you see like it's running the old game underneath everything. So you can switch between the old and the new oh. graphics. Oh, well, that's cool. At any time. But yeah, like everything else is like
1: the same. I love when they do that. So it's so rare when you can switch between old and new. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Probably. I have
1: a question for you guys. Yeah, for sure. There are some, what are some insanely you know, nostalgic or like maybe like hidden gem games that you guys have found or like things that you guys are attached to?
2: So it's not necessarily something that I'm attached to. But when I did get a chance to play this PlayStation 1 game, Mm -hmm. it's still something that I think about all the time. Like I always wanted, it was one of those games where I just wanted to play it more. It was like, I don't even, I honestly don't even, I just remember like you had to go out and collect blocks, right? And then once you had a certain amount of blocks, you can make like a tank or you can make like an airplane, right? And then your armies would fight each other but you couldn't like go and fight each other until you built up your little army type thing. And it was just, the gameplay was so different from anything that I had played before that it was just one of those games where I just wanted to, like, I wanted to play it more, but it wasn't mine, you know, so I couldn't just like go to his house and play it all the time.
1: I see. So team buddies, you so, would team recommend buddies. that for me and 10? Oh yeah. If there.
2: you guys ever have a chance to get a hold of team buddies and try it, like do it. The game's okay. super fun. Like the gameplay is just
0: super fun.
1: Cool cool i'll definitely See, play that soon dude
0: i feel like i didn't get to have the same experience with a lot of those games i didn't get to play a lot of just like solo games and things like that add a bunch of siblings, siblings. basically if we're going to play something it's got to be multiplayer right so we had the all the nintendo stuff mortal kombat 4 is one that will always be stuck in my mind forever because i remember i remember getting that that ended up being the mortal Kombat i played the most out of everything Uh. Another game, like I said, I don't know if it's actually uh, a hidden gem. I feel like I think it's just because I was exposed to it forever. I was always super excited, but I loved the Army Men games.
2: Oh, those really? games! Are fun. That's
1: so funny how you say that because <laughs> like, uh, we have a friend who just told us that we should buy the Army Men games. Like I played, a, I think one or two before. But we just bought oh. one on the GameCube that we haven't tried
0: yet. Yeah, you, I I like the Army Man games too. Those things are super do, fun. Do Army Man Sarge's War?
2: So right?
1: that's the one we bought. Oh yeah. So
2: <laughs> let me let me say this, let me say this because like, it's been a very 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 long time since I played Team Buddies, but I yeah. think like gameplay wise, you could even say that. They got a lot of inspiration from Team Buddies because I think Team Buddies really? is very similar to the gameplay of Army Men,
1: That's but it
2: came like way before like any Army Men yeah. game.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That's what's so fascinating about the the nineteen ninety five to two thousand five. They there were so many firsts where like other games sort of like also built on that kind of stuff, like you were just saying. So.
0: Oh yeah, they said it was cool. I remember that one ended up being like, I remember playing the first ones right because there's, there's there's I think there's. The first one that's Army Man like 3D or something. Then there's like Sarge's Heroes. Sarge's Heroes like some, is the one that I played. A yeah, lot. yeah, and then, and then the Sarge's War is the end, and it's just like way more hardcore, <laughs> right? It's like yeah. after everything, it's like after the first two wow. games, it was just him as like, oh man. So you'll see like it's a shooter, right? So you'll see your Army Man get like pieced up, right? It's just the plastic is getting blasted off of him.
1: That's awesome. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, shit. Maybe we should play that tonight. Well, cool. Um, oh, and by the way about MK4, uh, I totally hear you on that one because that's the first time the series really went 3D, oh, and, yeah. but it still feels like the old games
3: oh, and not yeah. as
1: crazy as Mortal Kombat 3. It sounds like, okay, it doesn't feel like the most fresh, but I kind of didn't care because it's yeah. like exactly what I wanted Dude. and like the the blood. It finally flies. The
0: <laughs> yes. And I loved all the codes you can put in. Really oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. We're going to be big head now. We're going to be like right. skeletons fighting each other. I would always do the code, to unlock the other people. Do yeah, dude, that. I
1: love that trend, the big head trend from the 90s.
0: Yeah, that was hilarious because I'm because the other game, one of my favorites, well, I know this one's pretty popular is NFL Blitz, right? Oh, yeah. or you know, it's like you do the same thing. You can do the codes, right? You can have like a big old Raiden head. <laughs>
2: That is one thing I kind of miss from video games. You know, all those silly codes you can put in and do
0: crazy shit. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You know, we just got you got to let it have fun. Maybe that's inspiration for you guys in the next game. You know, you just got to have secret codes to put in. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. All right, everybody. Don't get to check out our Unstable Realm Reads podcast episode. that just came out talking about War of the Spark. And a big thank you to Zeke and Tin coming out and joining us on the podcast today it's been a blast